Welcome to the Angelscapes podcast, where you're encouraged to uncover and develop a direct connection with your soul's power, wisdom, and spiritual intuition that is ready to blossom. We'll explore new ideas, compelling tips, and real steps to help you learn simple spiritual practices. We're a safe place to learn more about accessing your soul's power with education and spiritual wholeness that could bring more clarity to your life. Now here's your host, a practicing medium, Akashic Records practitioner, spirit artist, coach, and mentor, Dr. Reverend Nancy Smith. What started the spiritualist movement? And who were the young mediums that shocked America? Join me, um, and joining me is Robin Riala tonight to talk about the Fox sisters and the early um, development of spiritualism and how it was kind of catapulted by these two young women who are called the Fox sisters. Welcome, Robin. I'm so happy to have you here again. This is very exciting. It's exciting for me. I like uh, teaching and talking about the history of spiritualism. So I hope people have questions because uh, they could be answered well, you know, this evening or not <laughs> uh, in any case. Yeah, um, so we're, we're live as we're going live on Facebook. Um, please write in your questions as, as you um, listen to us. And if you want to know some more, please, please let us know we're here. All righty. So let me start. Uh, a lot of people have questions about the origin of the three Fox sisters. And um, we'll, we have uh, Leah Fox. And Leah Fox was born in Rockland County, New York, April 4th, 1813. And it's interesting where she was born is not far from where Andrew Jackson Davis was born. Oh. And not far from where Sojourner Truth, obviously against her will, was uh, held as a slave uh, uh, in that part of New York. Wow. Very wow. interesting. And, you know, so we've got three major powerhouses. Sojourner Truth in that part of New York State, Andrew Jackson Davis, and Leah was born there. Um, although her family ended up moving. Um, so the Fox family, mom and dad Fox, had two groups of children. Leah was in the first group. And the second group, they had uh, Kate Fox. And Kate was born in Consecon, Prince Edward County, Ontario, up in Canada. Oh, my goodness. So the, okay. the, the Fox sisters, Maggie and Kate, who most people consider American, they were, I mean, their parents were American, but they were born in Canada. So perhaps they had dual citizenship, but no one ever discusses that. So in any case, so um, Maggie Fox was born October 7th, 1833, and Kate or Catherine, people called her Kate or Katie Fox, was born March 27th. Her birthday will be coming up in 27 days, March 27th, 1837. Now, saying all of that, 
as I mentioned at the end of the last our last chat, they the family had moved from Rockland uh, County up to Canada, where they lived with uh, an, another a, a sibling of Kate and Maggie's, a daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Fox. And then from Canada, they sort of came across the the uh, Great Lake, Lake Ontario, and came down to Rochester, where they lived with Amy and Isaac Post, Quakers, and they were movers and shakers in the abolition movement, in the women's suffrage movement, in um, land rights for First Nation people, and uh, um, you know, uh, and and they became the very first supporters of the Fox sisters in mediumship. In fact, Isaac Post, be, uh, he was a pharmacist. He became a medium himself. So 1841, Rochester, New York, at 36 Sophia Street, which was a place that the um, uh, Amy and Isaac Post it was their home. It was also a place on the Underground Railroad. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so the Fox family moves from Canada and lives with the Post. And uh, so there's already, there's this movement. You, can, you only imagine how spirit set things up. So December 11th, 18, nope, I'm sorry, 1843, Mr. and Mrs. Post, Maggie and Kate moved to the crossroads and it's crossroads <clears throat> for so many significant reasons. Um, they moved to the crossroads of 1510 Hydesville and Parker Roads. You can go and visit it. Uh, 1510 Hydesville and Parker Roads. I know you've been there many times, Nancy. Oh, yeah. And so what had happened was a few years before an itinerant peddler, Charles B. Rosna, uh, and some people say his name was Rosma, in any case, he had been murdered in the house. So Ooh, we're setting- murder mystery, yeah. Yeah, so- um, he he's he has been buried in the cellar and he starts knocking on the walls and knocking on furniture trying to get someone's attention now uh december 11th i'm sorry they didn't move there in 1843 1843 was when the peddler was murdered in in the house december 11th 1847 the foxes moved to the, the house where the peddler had been murdered. Oh. 1510 Hydesville and Parker Road. And they had loaded up, imagine, uh, the, in Rochester, they loaded up a carriage pulled by a horse and they made the way from Rochester to Hydesville. Hydesville's, um, if, you're, if you're popping down the New York State Thruway, it's near Newark. It's near an exit for Newark. If you're okay. trying to sort of locate it in, uh, on a map. 
So it's a very hard, very long winter. And March 31st, March 31st, 1848, at this crossroads house in Hydesville, Kate Fox, who is 11 years old, hears the peddler knocking. Now he's been knocking for a few nights and the family's sort of a little uptight, a little tired. They're not sure what it is. And as Mr. Fox is closing the drapes, swish, swish, Kate, 11 years old, makes this connection that this knocking, this banging throughout the house is co corresponds to the swishes of the closing curtain. So as her father is, is closing swish, swish, we hear bam, bam, bam on the floors, on the walls. Kate says, okay, Mr. Split Fox. Split Fox was an old term used for the devil. And who knows what they thought it could possibly be. She said, do what I do, Mr. Split Fox. And she snaps her fingers. One, two, three. And they hear boom, boom, boom. Oh, okay. She keeps doing it. And again, so this, this deceased peddler, murdered peddler, is, is making these vibrations off the bed and the bed's jumping up and down, the walls are shaking. And uh, Maggie jumps in, on, jumps in on it too. And a lot of people say, how old were the girls when it all started? Again, Kate was only 11 and Maggie was 14. Okay. okay. Because um, there are many, many delicious books on the history of spiritualism. Many of them have the ages and dates of their birth wrong. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I think even on their tombstone, it was incorrect. And Marilyn Autry, uh, if, I, if I'm correct, is part of a group who corrected it. No kidding. Is that, and that's where you got the correct dates was from Marilyn Autry? Um, where did I get the correct dates from? It, yeah, from, I, you know what? It was a book by Marilyn Autry. Marilyn okay. Autry, you folks want to know history of spiritualism. She has many, many, many great books. And her last name is A-W-T-R-Y. She has many, many great books on, on the history. And uh, I'd say... I'd say they're must reads. So, and, and uh, uh, I get no commission. I just, uh, she's just a fountain, uh, a fountain of information. Yeah, I, yeah. Wonderful. And, so, all right. Hmm? Pardon? Yeah, she has a, a lot of books on uh, spiritualist theology and, and um, principles and natural laws. So, yeah, she has a great book on the history of the formation of the Declaration of Principles for Spiritualism. A really, a very small book, great read. Anyway, all right. So what happens is by April, 1848, hundreds of people visit the, the cottage at the crossroads and it's called the ghost cottage, the spook cottage. And what ends up happening is that there are 
fishermen who were fishing that night, they came in, they heard the knocks, their neighbors came over, they heard the knocks, and they developed a system first, yes, no, you know, were you, are you, are you a spirit, you know, one for yes, two for no, yes. You know, were you, um, did you have a peaceful death here? No. Were you murdered here? Yes. Can you spell out the name of the person who murdered you? So then they went through the alphabet and it was a long, tedious process, A, B, C. And so the the patient spirit knocked um, every time they hit the right letter. And it spelled out that his name was Charles Rosna. He was a peddler. Um, And that he had been murdered by a man named Mr. Bell, who had lived at the house and uh, with his wife. And um, he had been murdered for $500 and some trinkets. Um, In fact, the metal, the metal peddler's box still exists, even though the Fox house had burned the metal peddler's box still exists. It was found um, in the early 1900s in a crumbled wall. There had been a second wall uh, where the peddler's body had been buried um, in in any case, uh, so that they could never find it when they were looking for it. They looked through the basement, the neighbors did, the Fox family did, reporters did. They couldn't find it because Bell, who'd murdered him, had built a false wall. Anyway, so the peddler's box is in the museum at Lilydale Assembly over in Western New York on Casadega Lake. All right, so they go up to Arcadia, New York. The family moves up there because they can't stay in a house where there's all this noise, excuse me, and people are just flooding in the house. So they moved to Arcadia, New York, up the road. Kate and Maggie go to live at their brother David's farm, three miles away. Raps, you know, boom, 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 boom. Raps follow the girls and men dig up the cellar, but they can't find, again, they can't find the peddler's bones because uh, they were behind a, they were behind a, uh, a stone wall, you know, uh, in any case. So, then, so why were there so many people coming to the house? Uh, well, it, they, people were fascinated. So they you told, know, they, 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 they said, they called people, they, told people they word told got people, out the fishermen told people the other thing is that they were only this house is 2.2 miles from the erie canal and so people coming down on packet boats on the erie canal are stopping they hear about it all kinds of people are hearing about it and they're coming to the spook house oh so word spread fast Word spread very quickly, especially because it was on the Erie Canal. Initially, I uh, that's what I attribute uh, the initial spread of information. Then, April, so E.E. Lewis Esquire of Canandaigua, New York, he hears of the haunting down in Canandaigua. 
all right? He travels to the Hydesville site. He interviews mom and dad, John and Margaret Fox, and uh, many witnesses. He writes a pamphlet, which includes a petition signed by Mr. Bell's friends saying that he's an honorable man. He never would have murdered anybody, blah, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Right. Because imagine Mr. Bell is being accused by a dead man. Right. And I some mean, teenage girls. And some, yeah. and some teenage girls. Ex exactly. Uh, imagine that. And um, they're angry, you know, they have sort of a mob-like mentality. So the, the another reason the Fox family doesn't want to stay in that house. I mean, who would want to stay there when, yeah. you know, I mean, the, for the next, what, 50 years, the family's in, uh, afraid for their lives, even though they become very famous. So what happens? So E.E. E, um, e. E. Lewis um, writes this pamphlet April 11th, 1848. By May 1848, up in Rochester, Leah Fox Fish living at 11 Mechanics Square, in case anyone wants to go visit these places. Um, so in any case, um, she, a friend of hers, has this pamphlet, hands it to her and says, hey, Leah, isn't this, uh, isn't your maiden name Fox? Because Leah had been married. So now her name was Leah Fox Fish. And she had a little daughter. Her husband had left her. In any case, so Leah Fox Fitz reads the pamphlet and says, oh, these are, it's my family. So she gets a friend to come with her because women didn't travel alone in those days. They take an Erie Canal packet boat from Rochester over to uh, Hydesville. They find the cottage abandoned. And they ask around, they say, oh, yeah, yeah, the family's up the road at David's. So they go up, to, Leah goes up to her brothers. Now, Leah, at this time, is 35 years old. A lot of people don't realize the significant age um, difference between two, almost sorry, two generations yeah. Yeah. of, just of house, children. Right. All right. So. And it's interesting, I looked up Leah in, in um, the census for different years and different locations. Sometimes her age, she became younger by 10 years. It would be 10 years later, and then suddenly she'd be like, you know, 25 years old. It's, but okay. she, was, she was 35 years old. Okay. Okay, it's something to keep in mind when we hear how she becomes the road manager, and and I'll wa I'll keep walking you through this if if you're interested, um, how this actually takes spiritualism takes foot. So, um, Kate, at, at, at Leah 
is at David's house with Kate and the whole family, Kate, Maggie, and the spirits are going wild, throwing things, wrapping the veil between this dimension and the spiritual dimension has been pierced. And they didn't have, they didn't know to say, may only the highest and best go from me and come to me. They didn't know how to set up boundaries to say, I'm open for business. You know, I'm open yeah. for spirit. You know, when I am sitting here and at this time so that they're, you know, I mean, uh, uh, professional mediums as yourself, you know, although you may have an antenna up for your family and spirit to come in and for safety reasons i'm sure you're not open for yeah. for everybody and anybody in the Correct. spirit world to pop into you you know and no that's no that would be crazy making it would be crazy and it would be incredibly stressful I can't, right? Can't imagine. This is what was happening to the Fox family. So Leah said, I'm going to separate the girls. They take, they take a packet boat. She takes Kate. She says, I'm going to take Kate with me. Maggie, you stay here. You live, you stay at David's with mom and dad. So okay. Leah took Kate, the youngest, um, on the packet boat with her. And while they're traveling on the boat, on the Erie Canal, back up to Rochester, we hear the table, boom. We hear the side, you know, they're having a, a lunch meal sitting down and the table wrapping, boom, wow. boom. Imagine, you know, and it's, it's not like you can put your long skirt and hide it. Because it's a sound, it's not something you can hide with a long skirt and a and a blanket. Uh, and so it's embarrassing. People are looking at them. And what do you say? Oh, it's just some some dead spirit, right? It's just, it's just right. Spirit. It is not yeah. something you would say then and even today. Imagine being on the T riding through Boston on the green line. Oh my gosh. And yeah. the spirit rapping and you'd say, oh, it's just my, you know, just some pay no attention to this loud noise. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I don't know what it is either. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I don't know who's here. Go away. Yeah, Imagine. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, so that's what they were going through. Here they are then. They're in Rochester, they're in Leah's apartment. Communication even intensifies. And instead of decreasing, it's increasing. And uh, the, spirit, the spirit doors open, you know, at night, Kate and Leah are, and, and, and Leah's daughter are awakened by cold invisible spirit hands. And oh they were throwing rags would be thrown at them oh at all times. Imagine, I wanna, Robin. I got to stop and ask you a quick question because this is something sure. somebody just asked it. I have been wanting to know the answer to this. So spirits can follow you wherever you move. Like I was always under the impression that Charles Rosna stayed in the house, but he did not stay in the house. He followed, or were these other spirits? Well, that we don't we don't know. Okay. The veil had been pierced and it could have been, um, there was a fox child, I believe a daughter in spirit. I mean, I'm just 
Right. It came off the right. top of my head. It could have been her saying, mom, dad, hey, I'm alive. <laughs> you know, I'm over here with the peddler. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And but but to answer that question, you know, spirit does um, when as a medium, when when I talk to spirit, they're, they're not in their grave. They're they're not in the in, in the house where they used to live. They are right next to me. They are right next to you. So yes, spirit quite mobile. Spirit my grandparents mobile. fire my grandparents in spirit. They find me wherever okay. I am, wherever I am in the world. They, <laughs> they find you. They find me. They they like they like the adventures and and how I go through them and uh, yeah. So it's interesting, but they're close. You know, I love them dearly. I had a relationship with them on the earth plane. We continue our relationship. Oh, that's and, so that's lovely. That's lovely. Yeah. So it's not that it's not that anybody can follow me in spirit, and no. So. So can they? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Can, can, they, can they do that? I want to take a really another quick break and just mention, because you have something coming up. Robin, um, Reverend Robin uh, Riella has a PhD in special education policy. She's an ordained minister through the Fellowship of the Spirit um, in Lilydale, New York. And um, she has um, some events coming up. And I'd like you to mention it now, and then we'll mention it at okay. the end. I, I didn't finish my PhD. I'm ABD, which is all but dissertation. Uh, so I always like to clarify that. In, in okay. any case, um, I will be up at Camp Atna uh, teaching this summer, July 8th. Joanne okay. Flyderer uh, will be up there as well teaching. Jason McCush will also be up there. All reverends. Uh, Jason was ordained at the Swam Scott. Church of okay. Spiritualism, Joanne and I were ordained through Fellowships of the Spirit over at Lilydale. And what so, are you going to be presenting? I am presenting uh, a, um, a bridge to the teachings of Jesus from oh. spiritualism. And I don't approach, I don't approach Jesus from the King James. Um, version of the Bible, but but going back to the original language that Jesus spoke, Aramaic, and I go back to the Aramaic version of the Bible. And when you go back to the Aramaic version, you find that spiritualism and the teachings of Jesus mesh. Okay, very nicely. But um, so in the workshop, I'm going to I'm going to go through the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to go through um, the history of of the removal of Jesus from the general population and to control of his narrative by politicians. Yeah. And the Roman so, church, the Romans, yeah, exactly. And uh, it it when we see step by step how politicians going back to going back to the Romans have have changed his teaching, and so that when years ago when the Fox sisters came out and um and and then many other people began. Um, professional mediumship, they were 
they were outcasts in their church and uh and and that is because of the fear and the hierarchical uh system put in place by politicians going mm -hmm. back to uh about 320 AD so that will be worth hearing, really. So Camp Etna is up in Etna, Maine. Up in um, Maine, yep. And if so you guys want more information. Yeah. Um, we're not on Zoom. I, I don't believe we'll be on Zoom. So you'll, if anyone's interested, you'll have to make the trek on up. Yeah. All right. And is this going to be during the weekend? Um, you said July uh, 8th? It's a Saturday. Okay. But Joanne, Jason, and I... Uh, along with others from the Swamp Scott Church of Spiritualism, we'll all be there for a week. Wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. so come on up and find us. I will. Yeah. I know I will. I'm really excited. It'll about be, yeah, it'll be great. Lots of, lots of moving and shaking this summer. Wow. In the spiritualist yeah. world. Yeah, so, uh, so, so, so Robin, thank you for the little commercial break. But going oh, back right. to the, yeah. To all righty. So, um, so uh, then Leah, uh, Leah introduces, oh, they have to move. They get, they get evicted. Leah gets evicted from her apartment because her neighbors complain to Leah's landlord. Imagine this noise during the day is one thing, but imagine you're mm -hmm. in an apartment in a building yeah. and the walls are reverberating. Imagine your neighbors are thinking, I can't wow, what a wild chick this Leah is. And my gosh, she's partying with, with this 11 year old and her little daughter and her, you know, Oh my gosh. Oh my right. Gosh. So yeah. she gets evicted. Yeah. They move to Prospect Street in Rochester and they do not leave disruptive spirits behind them. And again, I'm not sure if the spirits are Charles Rosna or uh, it seems that okay. it's just a whole group. Okay. All right. All right. So um, Maggie and Mrs. Fox join Leah and Kate in at Prospect okay. Street. And they're hoping that Mrs. Fox, who is this wonderful woman, that her serenity and grace will somehow ground them. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it doesn't. She she doesn't, but they come and uh, they get evicted again. And so in the meantime, in the meantime, back at the ranch, as they say, excuse me, Leah, who is a piano teacher, still has to go to work. She's friends with Isaac and, and uh, um, Amy, Amy Post, sorry. Amy. And um, they, Leah introduces Kate to them, brings Kate to their house. And spirit comes around, they bring out the alphabet. Oh. And the spirit wraps out it's not a horrible sound it's not a a, a a mean knocking it's not rags flying it's a spirit um wrapping and kate brings through the name and details through the alphabet wrapping of the 
child in spirit of Amy and Isaac Post. Oh my goodness. So this, this is uh, another crossroads. This is a pivotal moment for spiritualism because the posts, again, they're this hub for abolition. And then abolitionists become spiritualists. They're a hub for journalists and they're journalists who become um, spiritualists. And, and they, they make the connection for um, between Native Americans, Native American spirits, and uh, Native American land and sacred land and the sacredness of land wherever you go, not just a church, on, on and on and on. And they're also the other big spoke is um, suffragettes. Mm-hmm. Um, they become part of uh, the women's suffrage movement. In fact, in July 1848, all right, so going back, all of this started March 31st, 1848. In July 1848, we know um, that there was the Seneca Falls Convention for the suffragists in New York State. Signers of the Declaration of Rights and Sentiments, at, all right, at this mm-hmm very important, groundbreaking first women's rights conference in the United States. Out of that group who signed the petition, right, this declaration of sentiments for women, Amy Post becomes a spiritualist. Isaac Post was there. He becomes a spiritualist. Elab Capron, he becomes a spiritualist. Marianne McClintock, she becomes a spiritualist. Thomas McClintock, he becomes a spiritualist. Mary Hollowell, Sarah Hollowell, they become spiritualists. And Catherine Fish Stebbins, their names you'll find on the Declaration of Rights and Sentiments. And they all became spiritualists. So you see how significant Amy and Isaac Post are. Holy cow, yes. They're the hub, the hub. The hub. And then in August, so that conference was July. In August 1848, Rochester, New York, just to to punctuate this a little bit more, the participants in the follow-up Women's Rights Convention who became spiritualists, all right, who were at the Rochester Convention, Susan Anthony Burtis, her cousin is Susan B. Anthony. But Susan B. Anthony, even though she came to Lilydale spiritual, when they began this spiritualist camp and over in Lilydale, even though she came there and spoke there and they had women's rights days, women's suffrage days, Susan B. Anthony never became a spiritualist. She was not, so to speak. However, her cousin became a spiritualist, Susan Anthony Burtis. Susan Anthony Burtis was the first female salesperson in Rochester. Anyway, Rhoda DeGarmos, who was at that convention, became a spiritualist. Abigail Bush, 
who also was the first female president of a convention, became a spiritualist. Sarah D. Fish became a spiritualist and Lucy Coleman became a spiritualist. So imagine out out of this connection again with Amy and Isaac Post. So, all righty. So then let me see. So where are we? So September 1848, still in Rochester, Leah, her daughter, Lizzie, Maggie, Kate, their mother, and a friend of the family, Calvin Brown, moved to Troop Street in Rochester. So they've been evicted one, two, three times here. Then um. Let's see, 1848 in Rochester. Very interesting. The family, um, the Fox family is sitting around a table having a meal, right? And and um, until, and spirit, their uh, grandfather came through and started rapping by the table. But they were assembled around a table. Prior to this, people would sort of just sit in a living room or sit in rows of chairs. But around a table where family is gathered, same spirit. You're in a circle. You're, you're sharing something, you're having a common meal together. I mean, there are so many things important about a shared me- meal with people, but that's for, an, you know, something else. In any case, after that, they often used a table for seances and people still do. Okay, that was the first seance. Well, so to speak, but grandpa just popped in and is rapping, you know, at, at supper time, you know, oh my God, grandpa. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like, while you're all here sitting at the table, I just want to say, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, anyway, so um, by 1849, oops, I'm sorry. Yes, by 1849, um, They've had different committees of people, Test, Kate, and Maggie. And Leah is organizing all of this. And again, just so we remind ourselves, she's just so much older than Kate and Maggie. All right. And so Leah's mind's percolating, very bright person. She's beginning to see, wow, we've got something here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so she sets up committees. Um, uh, Kate is asked to go, to go and live with Eli W. Capron and his family. Now Kate's 12 years old. Kate holds seances. And uh, emerging from that, they form the Auburn Circle because they're in Auburn, New York. So Kate the testing of Kate by Capron has then formed without Kate, Kate goes back to Rochester, but it forms the, the uh, Auburn circle. Now, while Kate's in Auburn, Leah and Maggie are exhausted. 
mischievous spirits are driving them nuts. They ask them to leave. They insist, leave and never come back. And they stop. Okay. Everything's quiet. That's it. And then Leah sort of wants them back. So they guess. Where where'd you guys go? I didn't think you'd really listen to me. You know, it's like, so they come back and spirit wraps out through the alphabet and tells them to rent Corinthian Hall in Rochester. Now, Kate is still in Auburn being tested. So Maggie goes on the stage. Okay. Oh, by herself without, yes. without well, they have they have to have men introduce them men give the preliminary talks blah 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 um and and the man who um there was a man who introduced him Pierpont his wife and I can't think of her name off the top of my head but they lived in Boston mm -hmm. I'm sorry they lived north of Boston they used to have um that's a famous family. Their son wrote uh, Jingle Bells, I think, you know, dashing through the snow. A very famous, it's also a famous political family. But Mrs. Pierpont sat on the stage with Maggie. And that was the first public demonstration. Hundreds of people. Maggie sat on, on the stage. And uh, I imagine Leah sat with her. Mrs. Pierpont sat with her. And people were curious and the, the walls shook, the floors shook. I mean, people were amazed and frightened and in awe and they didn't know what was going on. Now, was she able to, Maggie was able to communicate and give messages or, or were people just hearing the knockings and the shaking? You know what? I think they just heard the knockings and the shaking. Okay, okay. Um, so imagine if there's 500 people in a hall, imagine their families in spirit who are saying, hey, wow, this works. Let's get hold of. So imagine the fam, the spiritual families of maybe 200, 500 people all rapping at once, right? It's, it's like crazy. I can't imagine. So, all right. I so November 15, 1849, they're in Corinthian Hall. It had just been built in Rochester. And they are investigated by um uh at the Sons of Temperance Hall. And Maggie is made to strip and stand on glasses oh, and geez. do that. Not in front of everybody, but in front of the people at the Sons of the Temperance Hall. A lot of people don't realize Mag Maggie was tested November 15th, right? And she's scared to death. She was tested the next night, November 16th. There was an, um, an investigation in the morning at the New York State Vice Chancellor's office. Oh, poor thing. Poor right? Thing. I mean, yeah. it's it's... Right. What would they what would they say about child cruelty? Oh, my gosh. Yes. All right. So the 15th, the 16th, November 17th, spirit raps resound off the wall three nights now. 
And Leah is terrified, absolutely terrified. There's a group of men outside. And I've often wondered, is it that bell guy? Has he stirred them up to discord? Oh, They've oh. got tar and feathers. They're going to tar and feather Maggie. Oh, this little girl. Oh, no. Can you imagine? So, so they get up on stage. Maggie says something like, I will do this, even though I feel I may die. I mean. Oh, honey. She was so she's scared. Died. She's a teenager. I so wouldn't. Brave. I'm 66. I can't imagine doing it. I know. I know. I know. With, with a group of people tar and feathering, you know, ready, ready. As soon as I step off the stage to kill me, I, I, I can't say what I would do anyway. So there's a very kind police captain present and he instructs all of his, uh, police force to bar everybody back and protect Maggie and, and Leah. Okay. All right. So they don't get tarred. All right. So they, they've had that, they calm down then again. So they're doing private seances. Fast forward, April 25th, 1850. They're at Corinthian Hall again, repeat performance. Maggie and Leah return to the hall this time with Kate. Ooh. And they they're testing the waters again because Leah has planned a road trip for them. Oh, they're going on the road. People love them. They're terrific. All right. April 30th, the Fox sisters create a framework for a mediumship career. This is what Leah designs. One, they're going to have a seance. Introductions are made by a male lecturer. Two, they have platform wraps. All right. People pay to buy tickets for a platform demonstration. Three, People who want individualized and personal messages, actually, this, so that answers your previous question. They book a private reading or a reading of 10 people or so with Leah and Maggie and Kate mm -hmm. at a private local hotel, wherever they're going. Okay. So they've got a system. They need a man to travel with them. They need to book a public stage. They need a hotel with a large entertainment room. They need a mm -hmm. suite, basically. Mm -hmm. And four, they will have seances in private homes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So you can see, to this day, we have public demonstrations of platform. Yes. We have, we have some larger seances. And then mm -hmm. we have one, we have small seances, and then we have one-to-one -one one -one. Yeah. So this goes back to, they've sort of codified it by April 30th, 1850. All okay. right. So then 1850, next step is Albany. And it's the first stop on the Fox Sisters tour. They have a suite at the Delavan House 
Kate, Maggie, and Leah. May 24th, 1850, they're in Troy, New York. So now, you know, you know New York State well. You're going from Ro Rochester, Albany, you've got Troy, and uh, Kate, Maggie, and Leah hold seances. Then, then they are sponsored, I believe, by uh, Horace Greeley. And they go to New York City. Oh, my God. Horace Greeley, he comes in. He stays in spiritualism for quite a while. After that. Yes, he does. And um, he is the editor of the, I think, the New York Tribune. Very okay. uh, famous guy. Very well placed. Very politically, socially. Yeah. Yes, exact. Thank you. So they stay at the Barnum Hotel. And a lot of people say, oh, Robin, you know, those people, you know, your, your uh, founders, they were part of the Barnum Circus. You know, people take one word and then fly with it. They hear one thing. They stayed at the Barnum Hotel. Was it owned by the Barnum Circus? Possibly. Could have been in any case, but they were not in the circus. Mm -hmm. The uh, Barnum Hotel is at the corner of Broadway and Maiden Lane. If you ever mm -hmm. want to find the spot where they stayed, <laughs> the corner of Broadway and, and Maiden Lane. Kate, Maggie, and Leah hold three wrapping seances mm -hmm. a day. All right. And they are chaperoned by their mother. All right. Then they go, they're in Manhattan. Horace Greeley, um, who ends up being a huge, again, supporter of the Fox family, he invites to a seance at the Barnum Hotel. Uh, let's see, he invites, oh, some very, very famous people. Judge, Judge um, Edmonds, who, who saw them at the Corinthian Hall. And uh, anyway, Greeley, um, has this powerful publication, he goes to the Fox sisters and he writes an article about them. Okay. So, okay. 1850, they're at a home now, the Manhattan home of Rufus Griswold. The Foxes hold a seance for Rufus Gridwald. Rufus Gris Griswold invites General Lyman, James Fenimore Cooper, we the leather stocking tails, George Ripley, very famous family connected to Ralph Waldo Emerson, mm -hmm. transcendentalists. Yeah. George Bancroft, William, uh, and again, author William Cullen Bryant and N.P. Willis. So still in New York City and uh Industrialist Charles Partridge converts to spiritualism following seances with Kate and Maggie. So then, so you've got these, these seances with Kate, Maggie, Leah. He then, Charles Partridge, opens his mansion to meetings about spiritualism. And let's go back about spiritualism because we're just hearing about the knockings and Maggie and, and Kate and Leah are doing things. 
but you're, is spiritualism starting to develop? Is there a belief structure around what they're doing at this point? Yes. Or? It's belief in, in contact with the so-called dead. Okay. okay. Now, at first it was a movement and okay. all right. And <laughs> it was, it didn't have any particular name. And let me see here. I've got this grid laid out here, which you're, you, you might hear. Awesome. You're just awesome. Rustling. Okay. In 1852, Horace Greeley coined the term spiritualists, and your movement is spiritualism. It wasn't until, I'll tell you, hold on a second, November 3rd, 1893. All right. 1893 it became a a religion okay and that's when the then the national spiritualist um association it wasn't yet of churches okay they created the religion okay and gotcha about 50 years later, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and they registered the religion in Washington, D.C. Okay. As the religion. And, um, you know, the um, spiritual belief, Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson up the road here in Concord, uh, he wrote an essay, <coughs> excuse me, uh, 1836 called Nature. And and in his lectures and in his essays, he's talking about a connection to spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and so along with, we talked last time when we chatted about Andrew Jackson Davis and how he paved the way and Johnny Appleseed before him and before right, right. Swedenberg over across the pond in Sweden. So we have these people paving the way, talking about an, um, an individual connection to God, not, not requiring um, a clergy to connect to God and to right. connect to spirit. And so, um, again, Emerson wrote a lot about spirit. He didn't talk, um, as we do, about contacting um, people who have transitioned into the spirit life, but it's it's an easy step. And and saying all of that, Emerson was not a spiritualist. He uh, he didn't become okay. He did not become a, a spiritualist. And uh, there are so many things to say about that. And and he had he met Andrew Jackson Davis, but that's another that's a whole other topic. Okay, so. So spiritualism, yes. And it was called modern spiritualism because we have Native American spirituality. Okay. All right. And um, not to be confused with spiritism that started over in France and um, by Kardec, um, but differs from spiritualism mainly um, is spiritism uh, has a belief in, in reincarnation, where as codified in Washington, D.C. in 1893, the religion of spiritualism does not include reincarnation, even though right. many people um, preach it, practice it, well, practice it. 
I suppose, I mean, I you believe journeys and so, hypnosis. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so are you saying you don't, you, you believe in it or you don't believe I in do. it? Just, no, I, I okay. do believe yeah. in it. And I know my, I was going to say, do I practice it? Well, you, you wouldn't know that unless, I mean, life after life after life, but yeah. practice it. Well, I'm not going to practice it for a while. Cause I, I, I I'm, you know, not ready to transition from <laughs> Oh, stop, stop. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, that's a, we don't, we don't need proof today, Robin. <laughs> All right. So, so they go to New York city and then um, let's see, then they go back to Rochester and they live in troop cottage. They're back in Rochester by October 1st, 1850. 1850. Okay. 1850. So they go back to Troop College, uh, Cottage, and then they go to visit their brother, David, in Arcadia at his farm. And that David's farm, uh, their brother, <clears throat> always seems to be a place where they go and regenerate. Okay. And okay. very And um, David goes into town one day, comes back with a newspaper, and the newspaper is just full of what the, the Fox sisters. They're oh, called the Lions of New York. Yeah, there's a Broadway wow. play after them. And um, oh. they're just the cat's meow. They're, they're the it, they're the it girls. So, or uh, in any case, um, they also, you know, imagine they're a little razzle dazzled by it all. They come yeah. back, they've lived very simply. Very, very simply, very simple clothes. And people just lauded all kinds of praise and gifts on them. They also uh, gave, uh, started giving Maggie and Kate alcohol, maybe to calm their fear a little bit, maybe to stop their shaking. But as you know, the Fox sisters became alcoholics. And oh. So, so they were given alcohol. People toasted them all the time. People visited them. And uh, so it, it was a very quickly, it became a very seductive lifestyle. Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Imagine, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're down in Hydesville being a simple going to the the local school around the corner wearing a simple dress your dad's a blacksmith over across the street you know and uh you fetch water from the well you you know you do you're doing things like that and then you come back from new york city with gowns yeah jewelry and you've had alcohol yeah and you're young and you're young and uh, yeah so all right so um so then what happens so they're back there and and um Horace Greeley his wife uh th they're grieving their son Picky and Horace Greeley's wife um lives in their farm on Chappaqua New York Horace Greeley asks Mr. and Mrs. Fox if Kate can go and live with his wife. Horace mostly lived in a brownstone in Manhattan. And I heard that it wasn't a good situation between Horace and his wife. Is that true? 
Uh, that's my understanding. Yeah. I've read that. And do you know where I think I read that? There's a great book about Victoria Woodhull. Right. What Barbara Goodchild, oh. is it? Uh, I can't think. Say it again. Goodchild? Was it Barbara Goodchild? Or that's not right. Oh, could be the author. It's a it's a huge tome and it's it's a you know it's a wonderful book to read it's yeah. full of treasures of spiritualism it, it might have been in there um they met um Horace and his wife Mary met at um uh Cheney was her her maiden name at a Graham house and um Graham houses were places where they, they were it was like an experiment in nutrition where a man named Graham had a graham cracker diet. And that's the precursor of like the Nabisco graham crackers that oh, we yeah. Yeah. and that we make some ores with. And anyway, but Mary Greeley practiced a really bare bones version of the graham cracker, the graham diet. You know, it was no. severe. That's just severe. So um, Horace said, look it, I'll give your daughter a private education. She'll have the best teachers. She will you learn piano and French and blah, 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 blah. So the Fox fam, they said, okay, great. We'll we'll let we'll let her go there. We'll let her go. And so Kate Fox goes out to Chappaqua and lives with Mary Cheney. And mm -hmm. she is expected all the time to bring through the spirit of picky there. Oh, no. Oh, Kate's no. exhausted. She's lonely. I have a letter that she wrote to Amy uh, Fox. I mean, Amy Post. And Kate says, you know, oh, dear Amy, you know, I'm, I'm pleading with you. I'm so lonely out here. Can you get my mother to let me come home? You okay. know, all Mrs. All Mrs. Greeley wants me to do is, is talk to her dead son all day and bring him through. And I'm tired and cold and the food is crappy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's oh, like. Poor thing. Right? Anyway. So I did find that book, by the way, just while I was looking online uh -huh. and I wanted to tell people other powers. Yes. The age of suffrage, spiritualism, and a scandalous Victoria Woodhull, who ran for president by Barbara Goldsmith. I got yeah. the name right. But that is has a tremendous um history of spiritualism in between all of the intrigue. So thank you. Yes, and Victoria Woodhull, as you're saying, ran for president in 1872 against. Horace Greeley and General Grant. So we know that General Grant won. He became president, but she ran for president even when she couldn't vote. So, okay. So then Kate is now, Kate is now off in Chappaqua, extremely, extremely unhappy. She said that they live in darkness that Mrs. Greeley keeps all the drapes drawn. Yeah. You know, she's really, really sad. So in the meantime, 1850, Maggie is sent to the Burton family in Troy. And um, she 
her life is threatened and she has to escape by cage by stagecoach. Imagine oh, no. people oh, are threatening no. our a mob came to the house and she had to uh, escape somehow the next day. December 16th, 1850, the University of Buffalo, they investigate Maggie and Leah. The doctors are the doctors are really glib at the University of Buffalo. And they're harsh and they call it neology. So at that time, remember how strict people were. You, women were wore long dresses. Um, and they were putting their hands like up under the dress on, on little Kate, you know, not Kate, Kate's off in New York, on Maggie's knees. And they're saying the raps are coming from Maggie's knees. You know, mm. oh, and they my call goodness. it neology. March 1851, they're back in Rochester, Maggie and Leah, not Kate. Kate is still at the Greeley's house. Maggie and Leah regroup amid accusations that they produce the wraps by cracking their toe joints. Oh, these two. Yeah. yeah, right. The Burr, B-U-R-R, -R, the Burr brothers have an aggressive campaign against the Fox sisters. They call what they do toeology. So University of Buffalo is calling them it neology. The Burr brothers have a smear campaign. They're calling it toeology. Then May 1851, another road trip. Leah takes Maggie on the road. They go to Cleveland, Ohio, and they take a boat uh, across um, Lake Erie, and they confront the slandering Burr brothers. Mm -hmm. Leah is smart. She courts the press, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine how tactical she is. She, she, she writes them, we're coming, she flirts, blah, blah, blah on and on and on. And all the while they're traveling with a male companion. His last name is Brown, friend of the family. All right. She and she and Maggie hold local, local mediumship circles. Then they are in Cleveland, Ohio. Kate and Maggie join Leah. Now Kate is allowed to join. She adds some extra oomph to it all. Yeah. She's released from Chappaqua. Out of jail. Yeah. Out of jail. Leah, in defense of their murder of their mediumships, they hold these um, seances. The Burr brothers, again, continue to say, you Fox sisters, you're just toe cracking uh, hoaxes. July 1851, they move on to Columbus, Ohio. Leah has a lawsuit, takes formal proceedings. She sues the Bird bro the Burr brothers and the Fox sisters win $10,000 in damages. Oh, that's a lot of money back then. Imagine the spirit. Wow. Now they're, they're, people are calling them spirit rappers. They have okay. this name. So the spirit rappers um, uh, reputation has been restored. Now, the spirit rappers, I got this question because of our mental mediumship. 
are they is it still just wrapping are they getting messages do they know who's wrapping at this point or well they're they're knowing who's wrapping by going through the alphabet okay the alphabet they're doing okay it's kind of like table tipping the alphabet. yeah okay they could do yes no um yes. questions yeah. too um to to sort of start diving in as far okay. as i know um later on in life um kate becomes um, like a trans a trance medium and she can mm. get messages. Um, I have a book of, of this. She gets messages and she writes backwards with both hands at the same time, different different pieces of a message. Okay. It's amazing. Wow. It, so uh, can we find that book? Can you remember the I uh I would have I uh that's all right. You know what? Wait, I think I wrote it down. I have it in the other room, but then I'd have to stand up. That's uh right. yeah. Let me see. Um Kate, Kate, Kate. I have to look for the year. The uh She wrote it while she was at the Taylor Swedish Movement Cure Spa. Okay. She was treated for alcoholism. Oh. Um, that was eight, uh, in 1865. Uh, but I can't find, I have the name of it and I have the book in the other room. If we have time, well, we're already at eight o'clock. You want me to keep going? Um, we could keep going um, or we could reconvene later. It sounds like there's a whole other um, chapter to the Fox sisters, plus how it transitioned over to more mediumship, if you would like to. So we'll convene. Let's reconvene another time, I think. I don't know if I can. Uh, yeah, because there's a lot more. There's their transition into their private mediumship, uh, their marriages. Yes, yes. And uh, they have, you know, their heart, both of them have their hearts broken. Uh, oh, so horribly. Kate um, uh, ends up having two boys. Maggie and the children. So, yeah. They, can, both, yeah. They, they both marry famous men. And they, then they had their hearts broken. And then they had their hearts broken. Wow. Um. I had one question come in um, just because we we're talking about the alphabet and the knocking. What is the his? You may not know this, but did the Ouija board come out of this at all? It, was there or is that before no, or after? I don't know the year. Um, there was, there's a lot of controversy around the original Ouija board. And I read one account in a news old newspaper article that it was stolen from somebody else oh. and then somebody else produced it. I don't know the truth of anything, you know, okay. it, if you just see it in one place. Oh, I remembered the name of that book, The Fox Taylor Record. The Fox Taylor Record. Okay, guys, Fox Taylor Record. Look at Google it and see what you yeah. can find. I think I uh, I got it. I think I bid for it on eBay. Oh, yeah. it's that old. It was, uh, yeah, it's generally, I don't think they, I, I don't know if they still publish it. 
it's usually not for sale. I mean, I've never seen it for sale in a regular um, bookstore okay. or in a spiritualist bookstore or a camp. Okay. Um, I I saw it uh, and I said, wow, there's a copy for sale. I want it. Yes. Yeah. 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 In any case. So, uh, oh, actually, there is a copy of this at the... Uh, the archives of the the archives of the Skidmore Library at Lilydale Assembly. They have an original copy. The Skidmore Library. Okay. It's in their archives though. It's not in their general selection. Okay. Wow. Anyway. So any other questions? Yeah, we'll have to reconvene then. Yeah, we have a lot of people listening and they find it very interesting. And um, I, I would be so thrilled um, to reconvene and talk a little bit about, I, I, I'm fascinated with the whole thing of where Leah designed how to do mediumship and we're still doing that. It's yeah, amazing to me. I, I, I mean, I add that piece in because um, it, I think it's important to know a lot of people say, where did this come from? Did somebody invent this? So it's it's a progression of yeah, one thing that yeah. led to another, but it was not an easy progression. I mean, remember women, these are from some of the first public women speakers and they're nice. speaking to what we would call a promiscuous audience. And promiscuous back in those days meant male and female in attendance. Right. And uh, you know, they had to have a man with them at all at all times. They did, and, yes. Yeah. And their lives are constantly being threatened. Corinthian Hall in, in Troy, New York, the Burr brothers, people, people anxious to prove them hoaxes, like the professors at University of uh, Buffalo. Um, so uh, in any case, and it's yeah. just kind of interesting, I, I find. And if people could eat, could get hold of you with questions for next time. Absolutely. Yes, please. Yeah. 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 Message me. yeah. Then, um, then you could send those to me, Nancy, and um, I can try and address them. That'd be awesome. And people, everyone who's listening or, or people who are coming on later, um, you can um, direct message me through Facebook because you're on my page and you just hit click message and uh, say, this is for Robin and, and lay out the questions. Um, I did find the, so please do that because Robin is just a wealth of knowledge. I did find the um, Fox Taylor record in um, publishing house called um, Wiser Antiquarian, and it is 125, 125. It's a, a Greenbaum book, um, but it, it's a T-A-Y-L-O-R. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that would be a really important part of spiritualist history and the automatic writing and the fact that she wrote it backwards. It's fascinating, it's fascinating. Yeah, it'll, it, it, it is, and uh so Kate, yeah, uh, Kate went there to get sober. Maggie wouldn't go. Uh, Horace Greeley was one of the people who paid for her to go there. Okay. But so while she's, at, you know, trying to get sober, 
the family dearly wants to connect with their loved ones and she's getting readings do you know um, so yeah, yeah uh imagine so she she doesn't really have a chance to to rest then she does get a break we'll talk about that next time somebody okay. really cuts her a wonderful break and changes her life oh um, that's wonderful but yeah yeah time, you know maggie kate would go maggie had her own apartment and uh maggie was getting drunk and you know kate would go all off would leave the the institute, the Taylor Institute, I guess they called it a spa, and go live with Maggie for a few days, go on a bender and and then come back and sober up. And uh it was mm. uh it was it was hard because they had to continue to go back into the same environment that triggered that triggered their alcoholism oh and so they were never quite free of it right it's, uh, kate was yeah. for a while maggie was for a while but they you know i mean well there is a history of mediums um not just kate and maggie and not just alcoholism but um different illnesses different exhaustions where where mediums were, were just working themselves to physical exhaustion, especially when um, physical mediumship came in. Um, there is a, a book, um, an article you could look for, um, Baltimore Magazine, um, Not Dead Yet. It's it's about the history of the Ouija board, if people want to look for it, it's dark side of the Ouija board, and um, developed in the 19th century, um, it, it looks like. I'm just cruising through it, so people want to oh. read up. I don't necessarily look that it's a... Uh, a spiritualist, an outcrop of spiritualism. It's just probably an outcrop of people being fascinated at that point with um, death and, and living, um, spirits living beyond death. So just to yeah. fill you in. So and thanks. well, you, you imagine it started with what they did that night of March 31st, 1848. You had yes, no questions. Your planchette can go to yes or no, right? On the yeah board and then there's the alphabet exactly so that would make perfect sense that somebody would have figured it out and designed so it. march 31st 1848 is the origin of that communication system with spirit well it's true yeah and then it went from there so so in that sense it it could have just developed from the Fox sisters from, from that spiritualist thing, but I'm not sure that the Fox sisters ever used the Ouija board. I, I guess I wanted to make that clear. I can't, oh yeah, I, I, uh, I cannot say that they, that I've yeah. read the accounts of that. Okay. Okay. This has been awesome. I don't, I don't want to take advantage of you. <laughs> We've been doing or going into it, but this has been a, a tremendous amount of information. I've never heard all this information, I've seen the stories in abbreviated um, ways, but this puts so much depth and it helps me and other mediums to understand um, just how the progression, and I'm, I'm really curious to know who was the next medium that was not a Fox sister that, and what type of mediumship did they do? Um, and we could talk about that later if you want. Yeah, just quickly, remember from last time, 
even before the the Fox sisters, there was Andrew Jackson Davis going into trance, downloading Swedenborg. And so um, downloading, you know, he downloaded Mm -hmm. uh, a 700 page book on nature's principles. And uh, yeah, hello. Um, So he that that happened but um i think the auburn circle the auburn circle um and then isaac post developed into media a medium um then you had a uh, core hatch core hatch okay. uh, uh started a church i want to say chicago but she was very big in the education branch of of the nsa Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so you've got yeah. Cora Hatch. Um, you had some powerhouses here in Boston. Um, uh, and, you know, saying all of this, and, and you also have um, First Nation individuals who just do this as a part of their spirituality. Right. Know? Right. You know, you've got medicine men and medicine women who are bringing through spirit um, in, uh, you you know, Lakota, you weepy ceremonies, you know, ongoing for I don't know how many years, hundreds of years. You know, you've got their inipi, their sweat lodges, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. often the medicine man or medicine woman will bring you a, a message. message. And so, so, but for them, it's it's spiritual. And exactly. it's sacred, and uh, it's it's not without connecting to all the elements, um, the four directions: Mother Earth and Father Sky, and exactly uh, right. And so you have all of that going on. So we didn't invent any of that, and the Fox sisters didn't invent that. No, no right? Way. They were predecessors to all of us as was the oracle of delphi and so many right 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 this is yeah so many of them and this is just a a, defined by its time and they were not first nation people and they did not have a specific spiritual practice probably they went to church and things but but this really stepped into a place where nobody understood what they were doing and And other countries you know i you know i lived in chad and senegal and um individuals there had spiritual practices Mm -hmm. where they contacted spirit and i'm sure you know that was going on for thousands of years for the fox sister before andrew jackson davis exactly i think even in any indigenous um group of people in, in any part of the world were not separated from the truth of, of what we're talking about now until the Roman yeah. political development kind of in Siberia. You know, yeah, I mean exactly I'm just it's not we didn't invent this. We call it modern spiritualism. Mm-hmm. Um you know so we didn't we don't own it. We didn't invent it. It's just codified. Yeah, yeah, but um, but it's brought into a whole brand new culture, so it's 
makes it a fascinating um, story in a, in a sense, you know? But, so love it, love it, Robin. Um, I think we're gonna call it now and we'll, I'll let everybody know the next time we're gonna do uh, the, the next version of this. Right. I really appreciate your wisdom and, and all of your knowing. I enjoy the chat. I always learn something too, Nancy. So thank you for the chat. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Peace be with you and everybody take these stories home to you and a great discussion. Maria says, thank you. She's lots of thanks coming from Facebook and you'll hear more oh, I'm sure later. Yeah. Yeah. So you take thanks. care and everybody use Tune these in. tools. Yeah. Lots of info. Use these tools to learn and grow. And this, you know, this, these times aren't over with. They're, they're still going. So, you know, this, this is exciting news, but keep it going, guys. So thank you, Robin, again. You're welcome. Thank you for joining the Angelscapes podcast. We hope you've gained new insights and inspiration for your journey to uncover and access your soul's power. For more information and a deeper dive into finding clarity in your life, go to angelscapes.com. Remember to subscribe so you can be part of the discussion. It may just change your life. See you next time.